Hello and welcome. You are listening to Patrick Boyle on Finance, a podcast exploring ideas from quantitative finance, examining events occurring in markets right now and financial history to see what lessons can be taken away, including interviews with some of the most interesting people in the world of finance. To learn more about the podcast, visit onfinance.org. Back in 2018, the real estate listings company Zillow announced that they were getting into the business of buying and selling homes rather than just listing them online. They claimed there was an opportunity in acting as a market maker, flipping houses within months to earn small but consistent profits. Zillow was already dominant in the online listing space where they charged real estate agents for online leads. Now they wanted to capture more of the economics of each transaction. So in 2018, they launched Zillow Offers. They weren't the first to this business. They joined a small group of tech-enabled home flippers known as iBuyers or Instant Buyers, who've grown significantly in recent years. The idea being that home sellers could request an offer on their house and Zillow would use its algorithms to generate a price. If the seller accepted, Zillow would buy the property, make some light repairs and put it back on the market for sale. They would operate as industrial scale flippers, earning money on price appreciation and the spread that they charged. A year and a half ago, the pandemic kicked off a home buying frenzy, which was distinguished by cash bids and fast closings. iBuyer's pitch of speed and convenience made them attractive to consumers who wanted to move quickly. In Southern California, iBuyers accounted for between 1 and 2% of real estate transactions during the second quarter of 2021. In some markets like Phoenix, Arizona, iBuyer market share was above 5%. When asked about the risk of this business back at its launch in 2018, Zillow replied, we've taken a lot of prudent measures to mitigate and minimize risk here. The most obvious one is that we'll see issues coming because of consumer demand trends and data that we have on the housing market, and we can adjust our purchasing and we can adjust our selling, commensurate with market conditions. So basically, there's no risk because our models are so good. That was the answer. Well, in March of this year, Zillow announced that they had stopped iBuying following rivals Open Door and Redfin. Redfin CEO said at the time, no one can say what a fair price is right now, so we're not making any instant offers. You have to hand it to them. No one can say what a fair price is right now is as good a reason as any to stop automatically buying stuff. A home buyer in California told the LA Times recently that she feels she did very well in dealing with Open Door, which was, of course, backed by SoftBank and taken public by a SPAC last year. She explained that the employees she dealt with weren't based in Southern California. That enabled her to buy at a $37,000 discount by highlighting other houses listed for sale in a less attractive part of town as being comparables. She pointed out that no local real estate agent would have accepted the neighborhoods as being comparable. That's the advantage of dealing with an algorithm. 
So Zillow announced yesterday that they plan to take write-downs of over half a billion dollars and that they'll lay off a quarter of their workforce as they wind down the iBuying business. Their third quarter results showed that they lost more than $380 million through iBuying. They admit that they unintentionally overpaid for houses. Apparently, they tweaked their algorithms in recent months to make more aggressive offers, which caused them to overpay for houses just as the US property market began to cool. It's worth noting that the market that caused this half a billion dollar loss does not look particularly bad. The market rose for most of the year before dipping a little in August and September. On yesterday's earnings call, the CEO said, When we decided to take a big swing on Zillow offers three and a half years ago, our aim was to become a market maker, not a market risk taker. And this was underpinned by the need to forecast the price of homes accurately three to six months in the future. He went on to say, we used historical data and countless simulations to test this belief. We set unit economics targets that required us to stay within plus or minus 200 basis points in break-even, holding ourselves accountable to these levels publicly with you all. So, The company initially hoped to break even in this business, eventually transacting enough to make money. The goal was to make or lose around 2% on each trade to begin with, and once they reached scale, to make 4-5% on each trade. These tight spreads don't appear to leave much margin for error when they would be holding large amounts of illiquid real estate that could take months to sell. A market maker is someone who buys and sells an asset quickly in order to profit from a price spread, not someone who makes long-term price predictions and profits based upon how accurate that prediction is. Market makers aim to get between buyers and sellers and profit by buying an asset from a seller and almost instantly reselling it to a buyer. They buy at a bit less than the fair market price and sell at a bit more than the fair market price, adding value by making the market more liquid as they always stand ready to either buy or sell. The iBuying process can be made to sound high-tech. It's powered by algorithms and large pools of capital, but it's very reliant on humans. Before Zillow signs a contract to buy a house, they send out a home inspector to make sure that the property doesn't need any expensive repairs. After they buy a home, they send out contractors to replace carpets, repaint interiors, and do other small repairs. On top of this, two neighbouring homes that look identical to an eye buyer might actually be quite different. One might have outdated fixtures and a strange layout, and a prior owner who was a serial killer. These features might make it a bit cheaper and a bit harder to sell. Real people would notice these differences, but an algorithm would not. In the stock market, a market maker's buying and selling can be done in milliseconds, and the stocks being bought and sold are identical. Virtue Financial, a large market maker, can go years without a single losing day. They make money every day whether the stock market goes up or down. While they're buying and selling stocks, they're not betting on stock prices. 
Real estate iBuyers, on the other hand, have no way of hedging their long positions with offsetting short positions, and they're stuck owning houses for months before eventually flipping them. On top of this, because of the slow pace of real estate trades, even if this business went as Zillow expected, a month's trading would tie up a lot of capital and not necessarily generate the profits that Virtue makes in a single day. These are just very different businesses. In real estate, it can take a few months to flip a house, and during that time the price can move a lot. In the first quarter of 2021, Zillow bought around 2,000 homes and sold around 2,000 homes. In the quarter that just ended, they bought nearly 10,000 homes and only sold around 3,000. In the most recent quarter, Zillow wrote down its inventory of houses by $304 million, a loss of around 7.5%. This is a big loss to take when your idea of a win was to make 2% on a spread. Now, Zillow's core business is still highly profitable. It has operating margins of close to 50%. But as they've admitted, the absolute market size in advertising and listing fees is capped relative to a property trading market. So while they have a good profitable business, it may not be one that can grow hugely from here. A few weeks ago, Zillow first announced a temporary pause in home purchases, saying that they were holding back on new purchases because they were struggling to hire contractors in the tight employment market we're in right now to do the necessary renovations and home inspections. It's since become clear that Zillow had instead misjudged the strength of the housing market, making more aggressive offers at a time when their competitors were growing more cautious. Open Door, which went public last year through a merger with one of Chamat Palahapitiya's SPACs, dropped 15% on Tuesday after the news of Zillow's losses and the news that Zillow were dumping 7,000 homes. Investors are obviously now questioning the overall iBuyer business model. If you invest in a house flipping company, maybe it's reasonable to believe that you'll make money when house prices rise and lose money when house prices fall. But if you were hoping for the real estate version of Virtue Financial, that might not be available. See you soon. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Thank you to everyone who is supporting this content on Patreon. If you enjoyed this content, you can find more like it on YouTube, on the Patrick Boyle on Finance channel, or follow us on Twitter at Patrick E. Boyle. Thanks for listening. Bye.